Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back for the last time this year to the One With Friends podcast. What? We've made it. Um, and the fact I that went, we're ending on the end of a season, like, wow. Like it could, I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. It could not have worked any better. We crushed it this year. I actually put, I actually put that we finished two seasons. I went to like this little mini conference today where there it's like goal setting and things like that. And at one point they were like, what are five things that you're like proud of yourself for this year? And one of them was that we finished two whole seasons. Cause I'm stinking proud of us. Like yeah. there were times where like, there are times where we were like ready to go. And then other times where we were like, oh, if I have to record like another episode, I'm going to like quit forever. And right. we worked with each other's schedules and we canceled and then rescheduled and made it happen. And I'm like stinking proud of us. Like we did it like having two seasons done in an entire year feels good. Like it feels like we made progress. We put a dent in the show and we're like moving grooving. Yeah. Proud of you, friend. Proud of you, friend. Thanks. Um, well, since this is a mega episode, Llewellyn and I both agreed that we thought that doing both of the finale episodes together is what made the most sense. So I know you guys are dying for us to give you our New York recap, but in order to not have this be a three hour episode (laughs) we're gonna hold that off until our first episode of the new year so that we can get into this these two episodes so do you want to just episode recap them all and then we can just dive right into it as if it's one big story yeah uh the episode recap is actually combined so it will be as if perfecto you know kind of like there was another episode where that happened Oh, the London ones. So, yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Go for it. Awesome. So this week, we obviously watched season five, episode 23 and 24, um, which are both titled The One in Vegas. Part Mm -hmm. one was written by Andrew Reek and Ted Cohen. And part two was written by Greg Malins and Scott Silveri. Um, Both were directed by Kevin S. Bright. And they uh, apparently they both... um, originally aired on May 20th, 1999. Mm-hmm. After his film gig falls through, Joey begs Chandler not to visit, but Monica decides to celebrate her anniversary with Chandler in Vegas. No one and no one wants to be left behind. Joey tries to convince a blackjack dealer with identical hands to join him in a business venture. And while playing craps with Monica, Chandler makes the bet of a lifetime. Nice. So I am in this one. <laughs> I was like, uh, no. hopefully she knows she's leading. Yes, I <laughs> do. Because I did not prepare. Okay. Thank Good God. day, y'all. Okay. Um, let me just get to my notes because I'm on your notes. Here we are. All right. So we start in the first part in the soft open. Um, Joey is calling the apartment looking for his PIN number, which he claims is etched on the side of the ATM up the block. And Phoebe happens to just know it off the top of her head, um, so she gives it to him. Um, And at the same time, Chandler comes in, desperately wanting to talk to Joey, who is still not wanting to talk to Chandler. Um, And Chandler, at this point, is like, all right, fine, you don't talk to me, I'm going to drive out there. And when Joey hears that, he tells Phoebe, like, hand him the phone. So he hands him the phone, and basically all he, you know, tells him is like, look, I forgive you, like, don't come out here. And he repeats it like three times. Like Chandler's like, no, I'm going to do it. Like, you won't talk to me. I'm coming. He's like, no, I forgive you. Don't come out here. Because he doesn't want him to know that the show is actually not taken off. And that's yeah. basically the soft open. Yeah. Okay. So the pin code 5639. Um, little fun fact for those of you who remember T9 and us having to type our messages using like a cell phone keypad um it, it spells joey 5639 no. spells joey on a telephone keypad isn't that amazing 
it like made my little like 90s kid heart i mean technically i'm an 80s baby but like 90s kid heart really happy um and then i also wanted to point out that chandler's tie is a color atrocity in this scene it's like leaning clock towers and buildings maybe but they're all like super colorful and like this abstract art type way it's it was horrendous and uh, an eyesore so i just i had to point that out for those of you who are going to watch this afterwards to just be prepared wear sunglasses (laughs) that's funny it was pretty horrible yeah all right so then in the main part of the episode we're in the apartment again and phoebe enters apologizing for being late Um, Only to realize that Monica was not there. And Monica enters moments later and says, "Um, sorry, I'm so late. Like, how long have you been waiting? And Phoebe's like, oh, no worries. She's like, it's okay. Yeah. (laughs) Very despondent. Um, I love that joke. Yeah, it's the best. Um, And Monica tells Phoebe, like, she ran into Richard. And Phoebe's like, oh, who, Richard Simmons? If you guys don't know who that is, he was like the workout dude. Back in the day. Um, and she said, no, not Richard carrot, Simmons. Carrot Top, right? It's Carrot Top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he said, not Richard Simmons, my Richard. She's like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. Um, and after, you know, talking and everything, he invited Monica to lunch. So they went to lunch. And she tells Phoebe that she realizes in that moment that she doesn't feel anything for Richard, which is a good thing. But she asked Phoebe, like, don't tell Chandler that I ran into him. And Phoebe's Mm -hmm. confused, like, if you don't feel anything for Richard, why don't you just tell Chandler? And she's like, because he just won't understand. Tomorrow is our one year anniversary. Um, And like, I don't want to make I don't want to like make him mad before that. Weren't we just celebrating their 10 month anniversary with them? I feel like we were. Like a whole two months has gone by really quickly. Yeah. Since like that episode in this episode. Yeah. Um. And then we also find out here that Phoebe owes Rachel $20 because apparently there was a bet on how long they would make it. (laughs) I think that was really funny. Can I give like an official recap of who Richard Simmons is? Just a little synopsis. Okay. Born Milton Teagle Simmons. Gross. In 1948, he's an American fitness personality and public figure known for his eccentric, flamboyant, and energetic personality. He has promoted weight loss programs most predominantly or prominently, I guess, through his sweating to the oldies line of aerobics videos. So that kind of surmises him in like a little in a little paragraph. Nice. So Chandler enters at this point um, and Monica gives him a gift to open. And he's like, you know, why are you giving me a gift? It's not our anniversary till tomorrow. And she's like, just open it. You'll see. So she, he opens it, and it's two plane tickets to Vegas for that weekend um, so that they can see Joey. And also, she is, like, super giddy. She's like, we can celebrate our plane anniversary And, like, Anna vegas And, like, makes all these weird anniversary puns. Um, and he's like, no, I, I think it's time for us to break up. Um, I loved like when he gets the gift and he's opening it so meticulously and she's like she's wringing her hands she's super antsy and then she finally goes okay and just like grabs it out of his hands so fast (laughs) i thought that was so funny and she like said what it was before it was actually opened like like it's two tickets to vegas (laughs) i know she like couldn't even she like could not wait and i thought that was such a good scene it was so great yeah so Phoebe at this point is also excited and she mm-hmm. basically invites herself to Vegas, yeah. but also <laughs> Ross and yes. Rachel who yes. just arrived to the apartment. Yes. And unfortunately, both of them have plans on Friday, but they agreed to fly out like first thing Saturday. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Rachel's excited to have alone time in the apartment. And this leads Phoebe to basically encourage her like, oh, to like walk around the apartment naked and Rachel claims she never does that, but she, but Phoebe's like, oh, well, that's what people do when they're home alone. Yeah. Um, uh, one, her Snapple that Rachel was holding, it looked like maybe like pink lemonade. I haven't had a Snapple in like 15 years, but when I tell you that sucker looked so good, <laughs> I was like, a yummy. Um, also, Rachel looked really great in that gray dress. Um, 
I also thought it was very funny that Phoebe is like still holding the London thing over their heads because she's like, this will be better than London. Like, cause I'll be there. She's like very adamant, like that this is like, she wants to be on this trip with them. Like she's making everyone go essentially so that she can go with. Yeah. Um, also did you recognize, um, did you, did you like realize, or maybe, maybe you asked yourself the question, where is Denise? I did not ask myself that question. Because remember that like four episodes from now, which is not very long, Phoebe tells everyone that she has a roommate named Denise. Now, obviously we haven't gotten there yet, but in the episode, it's like she's lived there for several months. She always talks about her and the friends are like, what are you talking about? The fact that like Rachel or um, like Phoebe says that like that's what she does. It's like, what about her roommate? I'm just like, I'm curious that, that like that was probably written later. They didn't catch that. Like it was kind of a misstep in the show Bible. But I was like listening to Phoebe and I was like, what about Denise? <laughs> Where's Denise, girl? Where's that's your roommate? Um, okay, so we then head to the plane and Phoebe is determined, as we mentioned, to make mm. this trip better than their trip to London. Like keeping yes. tally of like when this trip beats London. Yes. Um, and she heads to the bathroom while she's there. Chandler decides at that moment he's going to give Monica her present. Which, I love that little a- interaction. Yeah. Which he realizes he's left at home. And he proclaims right as Phoebe is coming back that this is the worst thing that could happen. And Phoebe <laughs> assumes that he's talking about Whoa. the Richard thing and that Monica had told him. And Mo- and he's like, oh, OK, what what Richard thing and monica tells him exactly what happened um and uh well she said that i she went for a bite with richard and didn't tell Mm -hmm. him because she didn't want him to get mad before their anniversary and he claims like oh i'm not mad i'm okay just a bite with richard (laughs) and is like acting and smiling as if everything's okay but it's very much not okay yeah chandler's like freaking out yes at one point, like, did you see Courtney break a little? Like, she laughed yeah. a little bit too long to Phoebe's mm-hmm. reaction. Yeah. Um, but I love how Phoebe was like, London won. Like, <laughs> in yeah. her tally, she's like, yeah. realizing she's losing it at this moment, you know? Yeah. Okay, then back at the apartment slash Ross's apartment, because there's like a quick interjection yeah. to him. Yeah. Um, Rachel goes to the fridge to get wine and her robe like slips open so she like quickly closes it real quick um and in that moment she like kind of stops and like you can see her pondering like should i take it off should i not Mm -hmm. so she decides to take it off and then we like slip into this internal dialogue um where she starts like picking up an orange and i'm naked and walking into the living room and i'm naked like she's saying everything she's doing and then adding and i'm naked at the end and then we quickly head to Ross's apartment and he's like reading a book in front of his window where his desk is and he looks up and he sees that she's naked and internally he like says like oh my gosh she's naked like I shouldn't look don't look and is like reading the book to himself and then he then he like veers (laughs) off track and he's like but what if she wants me to see her naked what if she's lonely and wants me to watch her and wants me to come over um and then we go back to the apartment and Rachel's standing which of all places to be is standing and like dancing and singing on the coffee table in the living room in front of the giant window that has no curtain yeah and also completely like, naked just because it's nighttime doesn't mean she like can't have the lights on like right she has like it, it in the entire apartment it looks like she has one lamp on and I'm like what what is she what is she doing right um, I also, cause I know he's about to come over. So hold on. I also love the idea that Ross is studying a book of Van Gogh after his Van Gogh exhibit. Yeah. And I'm like, he would buy reading material. Of like that he man, he would buy a book about Van Gogh. And I thought that was so on brand for him. Um, did you notice that like head on his desk? 
that faces the window. Like, did you see that little like? I guess I wasn't paying attention enough. Model that white model. Okay, I felt like it was so glaringly in your face because it was like pretty much the size of like Ross's head if it was on like a little <laughs> like stand. Um, I I had so many questions about it, so I did a little look up. The it's a bust, so the bust on Ross's desk is a phrenology model. Now, a phrenology model is a pseudoscience which involves the measurement like the measurement of bumps on the skull to predict mental traits, which is just like a little odd for Ross because like he's not necessarily in science that way and the fact that it's kind of like pseudosciency when he's very much like a scientist you know, a paleontologist, like it was just kind of like an interesting bust for him to have on his desk. Um, and then final thing before we pop back over to the girl's apartment, um, his self-talk is so cringe. Oh, so cringe. At times I was like, ooh, Ross, but at least it's to himself. So. Yeah. So Rachel's doing all her dancing, singing, whatever. And then there's a soft knock on the door. So she heads over there. And she looks through the peephole and, like, immediately is, like, def- like deflates because she realizes it's just Ross. Mm. So she opens the door and it's, like, immediate, immediate how not on the same page they are. Immediate. <laughs> immediate. It's like that immediately no. Immediately no. Yeah. I've seen what I needed to see. <laughs> yeah. She opens no. the door and she's like, what can I do for you, Ross? And he's like, he said something like, oh, can I come in? In, like, his sultry, like, voice. Um, he's Ugh. feeling extra confident and he walks in and is just like ranting about random stuff and he's begins to like take off his shoes and like flicks them across the room um, and he explains like look I don't want to go through all of this you know physical act of love if it oh raises God. the question of us, us. <laughs> and Rachel just looks at him and is like are, are you crazy and he points out her nakedness in the window and he's like weren't you enticing me with your nakedness over there and she immediately is is horrified that he like saw that and is like no like i didn't do any of that and then he like realization sets in on his face Mm -hmm. that he has made a mistake and he starts to like cower and she's like did you think that i wanted to have sex with you he's like no 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 of course i didn't no and like picks up his shoes and walks out like with his head hung low um, when you said sultry in the context of Ross, I, <laughs> there's something that happened on the inside where I like, Ugh. I, yeah, of course, I, I did not like that at all. That's funny. <laughs> um, also the fact that he like talked himself up so much to come yes. over and then in the middle of like the very beginning when he's like, do you want me to, it's like. When you're so confident, but you also, like, have a fear of rejection that you, like, want her to make the first move. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, And then I loved the shoe flip angle, how it just kind of came, like, right past the camera. Um, So good. Such a great – I loved that scene. That whole scene was was great. Just his – the moment of his realization was priceless. Yeah. All right. So then we head to Vegas, and we are in – I think they're in Caesar's Palace, aren't they? Isn't that where yeah. Jelly was? Okay. Yep. Love so the B-roll here. Yeah, that's basically where, like, the rest of the next couple episodes take place, aside from a yes. little bit of plane. Um, so Phoebe automatically thinks this is better than London because a lady gave her a coupon for a 99-cent lobster, which mm. she tells Monica that she will gladly eat for that price, even though she doesn't <laughs> eat meat. Yeah. Um, she loves it there, and then she immediately spots Joey, who is shocked to see them he tries to play it off like he's shooting a scene there you know tells the director to cut and then says it's some old lady standing next to him and the friends obviously don't believe this and so he caves and tells them you know um i i'm not doing the movie tells him everything why and immediately apologizes it's like i'm so sorry like i didn't mean to lie to you guys i'm so sorry for this and chandler's like it's okay apparently there's a new policy where we don't have to share everything with everybody Mm. and it immediately brings back the richard thing little passy aggressive on chandler's part a little bit which phoebe tries to suppress but chandler is upset that monica went to lunch and didn't tell him 
and she apologizes and agrees with him. Like, I should have told you, you are correct. Um, and it kind of like seems to pacify Chandler. And so they go to hug <laughs> and she goes, the next time it, it happens, I will absolutely tell you. And he like pushes her back. And is like, next time <laughs> there won't be a next time because Joey you won't goes, be seeing mm, him anymore. So close. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. So in this moment, Chandler like tries to put his foot down and say, you know, like, you're not going to see him anymore. And Monica is like, you can't tell me who I can and cannot see. And it just like starts this little spat where it ends with like, I don't, Monica saying like, I don't like your attitude right now. And I really don't want to spend the day with you if this is what you're going to be like. So happy anniversary. And Joey just trying to be the peacekeeper in the whole situation is like trying to get them to you know, come back together. And Monica's like, no, this is, this isn't happening. Yeah. So Um, we've left them in a bad place. Yes. It's so Phoebe to bring carryable luggage, you know, like the vintage, like grandma pack. I've always wanted something like that, but I've never bought it because I know how unrealistic it is to not have wheels on a suitcase. (laughs) Like I would never want to be caught like flying all day having to carry my luggage with me um i also wanted to point out that um we moved on from richard simmons to richard dawson yes we did. um in this part of the episode and so i wanted to give you guys a little bit of a snippet on who richard dawson was um he was originally born colin lionel m on um in 1932, which is the same year as my grandmother was, he was an English-American actor, comedian, game show host, and panelist in the United States. Nice. He was um, well-known for playing Corporal Peter Newkirk in Hogan's Heroes. Um, for those of you that know what that is, which I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> same. All right, so we're on the plane again with Ross and Rachel, and Mm -hmm. she's going to take her sweater off, and she makes a point to tell Ross that this isn't an invite to the physical act of love. (laughs) I love shade thrown between friends. That's amazing. I I love their interaction, these whole two episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, He tells her, you know, look, last night was embarrassing for me, and it was also embarrassing for you, too. And she denies, like, look, I don't get embarrassed. I don't know what you're talking about. So he takes this moment in true Ross fashion and yells on the plane that he will not have sex with you in the bathroom. (laughs) And this proves a point that Ross is trying to make, that she does get embarrassed because she slinks down in her chair, like, trying to hide her face. Yes. Really quick scene. Mm -hmm. So then we hop over to the hotel room. Joey is telling Chandler some ridiculous stuff about this hat that he has to wear that doesn't sound true at all. And Chandler just can't believe that this is how he's spending his anniversary. So Joey offers to take him somewhere nice with the hundred dollars. He was tipped by someone who won $5,000 and Chandler takes that and, or takes that story and explains that if he won that kind of money, he would join the gym bulk up and then hit Richard from behind with a stick. Which I thought was hilarious. Like, you made a point of saying behind. Yeah. Um, And then this makes Joey think that he should take that $100 to the tables, turn it into 5000 and get his movie back up mm-hmm. and running. Which he doesn't think through. Chandler thinks is a dumb idea, but Joey doesn't care and just leaves the room. Well, and, like, he brings up the whole, like, is this you not supporting me again? And it's like, so Chandler kind of has to, like... I don't think that happened I mean, like, yet. That oh. happens later. Oh, is that the hand thing? Yeah. Okay, got it. I mixed up the two. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, So then we hop down to the bar and Monica and Phoebe are there. And Monica thinks it's just stupid that they're fighting. Like, she doesn't even want to see Richard again. And Mm -hmm. Phoebe tells her, like, look, go tell Chandler that. Remind him that you love him and, like, get him back. And so she agrees. And Mm -hmm. again, this point, Phoebe's like, one point for Vegas. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they also look like they're drinking, like, maybe yummy mango or pineapple cocktails. Looks so good. Yeah. Um, also, Phoebe has those, like, bedazzles in her hair. 
Phoebe looks great in both episodes. Let's just she really there. does. Yeah, her like button dress or whatever those little things are. Yeah. Like, yeah, she looks she looks great. Yeah. So as Monica is heading to the room, she gets sidetracked because she finds a chip on the floor and she asks anyone around her if it's theirs and nobody like they're so focused on gambling. They're not paying attention to her. So she takes it and places it on the craps table in front of her and ends up winning that round. Mm -hmm. So obviously we all know Monica. Her competitive spark has now been lit. So she stays at the table. Yeah. So in that scene, the man to the left of the dealer in the pink dress shirt is also on the plane across from Ross and Rachel in the same shirt. That's weird. Um, but that's a good catch. Yes, I know. They're trying to maximize their efforts on the extras. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Uh, so then speaking of the plane, back on the plane, it's kind of like a like a, a little, little montage. Like montage of chaos yeah. that ensues between Ross and Rachel. Yes. So it starts with a random man stopping and telling Rachel he's going to the bathroom if she would oh like gosh. to join. Like like a guy would actually do that on the way back, like just propositioning her. I just. Right. I that's like, like so wow. out, out there. That's yeah. very bold. Very bold. Like drop a napkin and walk away or something. But like right. when Ross can overhear it. I mean, wow. Just the audacity. Right. Um. So because of this, she leans in and kisses the bald head of the guy in the seat in front of Ross. (laughs) And then when he gets up and turns around, says something like, oh, he must just really like you, which mortifies Ross. Yes. And then Ross tells the guy next to him at the window seat that Rachel is the teacher who had a baby with her student that's currently on the news. Um, The name of that teacher was Mary Kay Latorno. Nice. Nice. Well, not nice, but you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Canceled. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I meant nice is in like way to grab that fact. I know, you know. I know. I know. Thank you. I think our friends get that. <laughs> uh, okay. Still episode one, y'all. Um, and then the last thing that happens on the plane at this moment is Rachel turns the light on, which I thought was funny at first, then pours water like very obviously pours like a whole glass of water on Ross's pants and then stops the flight attendant and asks for more pants because her friend had an accident. Yes. And Ross is mortified. Yes. Um, Real quick, because I don't know like when the part of this came into play, but on the plane, Rachel's reading the book High Fidelity by Nick Hornby. Nice. And I think Ross is reading like a Times magazine, isn't he? Oh, I didn't even notice his, honestly. <laughs> I think it that's what it was. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so then the next scene, we're kind of at the tables for like a quick second, and then we pop up to the hotel room. Um, mm-hmm. Joey sits down, and he bets his entire $100 in his first bet, <laughs> which is a terrible idea, um, so and dumb. loses on the first bet. In- immediately loses. Immediately loses. But in that... In, like, the, the, I think he was playing blackjack. The guy is going to grab his coin or his coins or whatever, and he realizes his hands. So mm. then we cut to the hotel room. Chandler is, like, sprawled on the bed, like, face down, his face at the end of the bed. It, it was, like, perfect for, like, I'm sulking. I don't know what to do. Look. Yeah. Um, and Joey comes in and he's t- he tells him, like, look, I found my hand twin. Forget the movie. I'm going to make millions with my hand twin. And Chandler is understandably confused, as I think it would be anybody in this situation. But Joey is adamant that he's going to make huge money and doesn't even care about the movie anymore. But Chandler is just confused and like, like, but why? Like, I think he said like, but why? Like three times. And at this point, Joey is like, oh, so are you unsupporting me again? Oh, this is it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he quickly changes his tune. He's like, no, no, no. Just now I realize what this means and how much money you're going to make. Yeah. Um, and then Phoebe knocks on the door and Joey opens it and tells her about the whole hand twin thing. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're so lucky to have found your, your hand twin. And then Joey leaves because of course Phoebe would understand. <sighs> okay. Here's, here's my beef. This storyline is so bad. Well, of course. 
It's so bad. Like the amount of time in this scene that they spent going back and forth between Chandler, it was even like, what's interesting is like even the chemistry between the Matthews in the scene seems off to me like in reality. Like Matthew Perry has to seem, or sorry, Matt LeBlanc has to seem like he's very excited about this, which I just can't get on board with. And then Matt Perry is like a wet blanket to Joey, which is usually the case. But the way that it happens in this scene, it almost just makes me angry. Like they spent so much real estate on this part of the storyline. That's like, that could have been elsewhere. Um, Which is weird because I love, like I love Chandler. He, one, looked great in that blue sweater like real great um but i just it just bothered me um and then one quick note before i hand it back is i love how phoebe's like little miss matchmaker like she talked to monica convinced her talked to chandler like love her in this yeah so speaking of that chandler and monica are alone in the room or not chandler and monica chandler and phoebe are alone in the room and uh, she asked like where Monica is and if they had made up and he said no like she's probably off somewhere talking to Richard and she's like look sit down like listen first yeah. thing the first thing Monica said after lunch her lunch with Richard was that she felt absolutely nothing for him and that she loves you mm-hmm. and this makes Chandler kind of like perk up and um, want to find Monica so she tells him like go like go find her and make this right so he leaves and Phoebe randomly picks up Joey's hat and tries it on and proclaims that she needs to wear hats more. Mm-hmm. So the last scene in the main part of the episode is just a quick, we see Monica playing craps at the table and she's in full competitive mode, like winning, doing great. She hugs the person next to her, looks like she's having a lot of fun and Chandler walks up and he, you can physically see his like whole demeanor just like diminish as soon as he sees her. And he just turns around and walks the other way. Yes. So her kind of accidentally beginning this winning streak um, is a homage to a scene from I Love Lucy, season five, episode 25, when the same thing happens to Lucy in Monte Carlo. Nice. Mm -hmm. So then the tag, which helps lead us into the next episode, Rachel falls asleep on the plane and is leaning on Ross. And he is like drawing or writing something in the magazine he's reading. And he gets, like, an idea. And the next thing we see is Rachel waking up and she has a mustache and, like, a little, like, goatee thing at the bottom of her chin. Yes. And it looks terrible. It does. So good. He is thrilled with himself. Yeah. Also. Any other facts about that one or that episode? Just one real quick because it's going to lead us into continuing on with this character in the next episode. Thomas Lennon is the blackjack dealer that Joey believes is his hand twin. Lennon and Matt Perry would later star in the movie 17 again with Zac Efron and the television reboot of The Odd Couple. So they would go on to see each other several more times throughout their careers. Nice. That guy is definitely in things that I've seen. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Totally agree. Cool. All right. So then we head into part two. And should we rate these episodes separately or just all together? I think just all together. Okay, great. Keep going then. Cool. I can I can get down with that. Yeah. So we start with Ross and Rachel arriving in Vegas and immediately entering Caesar's Palace. They or Rachel is being laughed at by a little boy and she thinks it's cute. You know, she has no (laughs) idea what's happening. Mm -hmm. And then they spot Phoebe playing at a slot machine and she asks them if they had a costume costume party. And I didn't catch who she said Rachel could have been, but I did catch that. She said, who are you like Bob Saget? Um, Can I real quick? Yeah. Yes, I did. But right before that, the little boy who laughs at Rachel's mustache, his name is AJ Foster. Since it was his first time on a set, Kevin Bright hired his real life parents to walk behind them in the scene. And then after um, Bright was so thrilled with his performance that he took AJ into the gift shop on the set and told him that he could have anything he wanted. And he chose a squirting slot machine toy. That's so cute. (laughs) <laughs> it's not adorable oh, that's great <laughs> but yes i did catch the bob saget which i like having ross as a bob saget impersonator is 
the, the idea of that's hilarious to me. Yeah. Um, so obviously Rachel's confused and then Phoebe, you know, like points out her face. So she looks in her like compact mirror and is horrified and is obviously mad at Ross too. So she goes to leave to wash it and Ross like taps her and is like, well, Rachel, the men's bathroom is this way. Trying to keep up the joke. Okay. Which if you noticed right behind Ross's head, the restroom sign point in the opposite direction. Yep. Yep. It's funny. Yeah. Um, so then there's an old lady that keeps winning on the machines that Phoebe was just on. And she's like confused, like, why is this lady always winning? And so Ross explains to her that she's a lurker who is someone that <laughs> waits for you to give up and then swoops in and wins. It's brilliant. Um, yeah. And the only reason he knows this is because his Nana did did it and it paid for his dance. No karate lessons, yes. which, you know. Phoebe didn't catch the the oops there. And she's like, oh, what's dance karate? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, it's beautiful sport. Yeah. Um, that actually stays true because um, his dance lessons that his Nana paid for, it was that line or that um, the idea of that was later further revealed in the finale of the show. So like oh, that is nice. actually like they keep that as part of Ross's wow. history, which is, you know. For being halfway through and having, you know, five more seasons to go, that's it's pretty good, especially with some that's of the great. inconsistencies we've seen. Oh, yeah. And we've seen quite a few. Quite a few. Um, so then Rachel comes back and she states that the pen will not come off. And Ross, at this point, I think is starting to freak out, but like doesn't completely. Um, and at this moment, Joey comes over and explains that he doesn't need the movie because he found his identical hand twin. And Ross is equally as confused as Chandler was and just doesn't think that's going to get him anything. But Joey, you know, just exclaims that he is not going to let any of them move into his giant hand mansion, (laughs) except for Phoebe, who gets to live in the thumb. Yes. Yeah. Um. You know what's really funny about the idea of Phoebe living in a hand mansion and that this whole idea of like Phoebe being a part of Joy's storyline? You know how she always introduces herself as Regina Phalange? The phalanges are the bones that make up the fingers of the hand. Yeah. And the toes of the foot. But it's just like that's such a funny twist that I'll bet the I'll bet they didn't even really notice was happening. But like to retrospectively go back and make that connection, I was like dang that's like some inception writing like that's so good yeah so then we're on the craps table with monica who is still very much winning and chandler like kind of slowly walks behind her and has his bag on his shoulder and tells her like look i'm heading home Mm -hmm. and she's like wait but why like why are you leaving and he keeps walking so she follows him and she's like look i'm sorry like i like richard means absolutely nothing to me but Chandler, feeling insecure, states that he knows Richard is the love of her life. And she mm-hmm. stops him and is like, look, not anymore. Like, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, which is very sweet. And he's like, really? And you can see, like, he's starting to break. Um, and so she, tell, you know, she tells him, yes, like, really? And so they hug, they make up. And then she picks up his bag and realizes it's empty. <laughs> And he says, I wanted to make a dramatic scene, but I really hate packing. I love Which that. Is like, so Chandler. Calling the bluff type thing. Like she could have easily called his bluff just by picking up the bag first. <laughs> because it would have been empty. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Um, And then like this whole episode is like very like back and forth, different spots. Yeah. It so really we're at is. The, yeah. We're at the tables with Joey and he is trying to find the blackjack guy. Mm-hmm. The identical hand guy. And it's a lady there. And she says, no, he's in the bathroom. So he goes to walk towards the bathroom and he realizes like this lady's like cute. So he turns around and gives her a how you doing. And she like doesn't care. And so he okay. just walks away. I thought Joey was turning around because he realized he started like running in the direction to chase someone down to the men's restroom I yeah. thought he was like self like self perceiving the fact that like okay, I turned around really fast and that probably doesn't look good. And then he said the how are you doing? I was like, Oh, so he didn't catch himself at all <laughs> doing that. 
Uh, so I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, it was it was funny. I did think the same thing at first, too. But then I was like, no, this is all more on brand for Joey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so then we're in the hotel room with Ross and Rachel, and she's still trying to get the pen off her face. Um, and to help her, Ross has called the company that sells this pen, and he's explaining to the guy, like, what happened. And you can tell by what Ross is saying that this guy thinks it's hilarious. Um, and he, like, turns and looks at Rachel at one point, and he, like, changes his tune because she's obviously pissed at him. Um, and he hangs up, and it sounds like he's maybe got a solution. But according to the guy, there's nothing they can do, and the pen's not going to come off. It's permanent. Um, so Ross tries to make her feel better by saying like, look, no one's going to notice. No one's even going to look at you. Like there's so many, uh, there's so many other freaks out there. Like we're in Vegas and she like gives him this glare and he's like, there are so many freaks, not other because you are not a freak. Mm -hmm. And, um, he convinces her like, look, let's just go. So they leave and then they come back. And we find out that there's a lot of staring, a lot of pointing, a lot of laughing at Rachel. And mm-hmm. so she goes straight to the mini bar because she needs a drink. And Ross tells her, like, look, that stuff is very expensive. And she looks at him and he caves and says, well, I guess it's on me because I did this to you. And she proceeds to open the macadamia nuts. And he looks at he's looking at, like, the price sheet. And he's like, those are some expensive nuts. And so she takes one, puts it in her mouth, and he's like, oh, you like those, I see. And she's like, nope, I don't, and just spits them out one by one. (laughs) So petty, and I love it. (laughs) Oh, I love, I I love Ross and Rachel in this episode. Me too, I know. So then we go down to the slots, Phoebe spots the lurker, and Mm -hmm. tells her to beat it. Um, Chandler and Monica come over, and they're all super, like, over each other, like, lovey and dovey. And telling her that they made up. And Phoebe tells them, like, look, get a room. They're like, we have a room. She's like, well, then go use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's basically it there. And then we jump to the bathroom. Joey sees his hand guy. Like, I don't even know what to call him. <laughs> Black deck dealer, his hand dude, yes. whatever. His identical Palm twin. <laughs> um, washing his hands. And so he, like, brings him a towel. And this guy like doesn't seem happy to see joey because he's just as confused as we all are about this whole situation um and joey is just trying to sell him on the gift that they both have been given and even like sings him this song that he created but the guy is like not caring and he just bolts and that's basically all that happens there so then we go back to the hotel room and rachel thinks she's starting to look like her aunt muriel um and Ross tells her, you know, Which like is Chandler's if, middle name. Right? Good callback. Um, Ross tells her, like, look, if we can't bring if we can't go to Vegas, let's bring Vegas to us. And so he pulls out a deck of cards and they start playing blackjack and he sets down a couple cards. She says, hit it or hit me. And it puts her over at 23. And he goes, oh, and kind of like makes a joke or whatever. And then she gives him this glare, her like pretty standard glare and he's like well i guess we can make up the rules so in here it goes to 23 you win mm-hmm. and he's like here's ten dollars and she's like i bet 20 so he hands her 20 bucks yeah um back at the tables with monica and chandler this time they're playing craps and apparently are on fire again and Chandler's the one calling the numbers. Monica's the one rolling the dice. And before every roll, Chandler is like laying down another steak. Like, if we get this, buying everyone a steak dinner. If we get this, we're getting the biggest suite. Like, all these things. And it's all pretty like simple stuff until mm-hmm. like third or fourth in, he shouts, if you get, if you get, uh, what do you say, double eights or something on the next uh, one? I think it's hard eights. Hard eights, eights. Hard eights Two on fours. the next one we will get married tonight. And she like stops and everyone's like, and she tells him like, shut up. This just got interesting. And so they do Rachel's. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. They do like a quick, like a cut. Um, and then back and she is looking at him. It's like, look, are you serious? He's like, yeah, of course I have never loved anyone as much as I love you. Like I'm 100% in this. And you can Mm -hmm. see her kind of, like, contemplating, but she, like, agrees with him. Like, I love you as well. 
So she throws the dice. One lands on the table as a four. The other one bounces off the table and she yells, nobody move. And yeah. so they both run around until they find it. And it's, I don't think it would ever have landed here, but it literally lands right on the corner of the yeah. table leg at like a weird diagonal where the four and the five are like pointed up. Both showing. Yeah. Both showing. And she tells him like, look, it's your call. You make it. Is it a four? Is it a five? And he looks at her and says, it's a four. And they have this really sweet moment where they like crawl to each other and like kiss and decide like, we're going to do this. Um, okay. So when they're at the blackjack, when, or the, sorry, that craps table, there's a guy to Chandler's, uh, wow. There's a guy to Chandler's left. Um, he's wearing a, like a yellow shirt with a pattern on it who appears to be mouthing Monica and Chandler's lines. <laughs> um, I also think it's cool that they kind of show that like they, they they make their own choice. Like they weren't really, even though they were saying they were leaving it up to fate, like when it came down, like push comes to shove, like they were making a decision to choose each other. And I kind of like that. Yeah, I think it was sweet. It was a good, a good little thing to add in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're back over on the slots with Phoebe, who is playing a game, not winning. And you see the lurker, like kind of peek her head over and <laughs> she's the worst lurker ever she is she's so obvious yeah um and phoebe like gets up and like says out loud that she's leaving because she's not winning so this lady comes around and right as she gets to it phoebe pops back over and she calls her out on lurking and they start this like really petty fight um and like the old lady's like i could take you blondie and whatever (laughs) and then phoebe tells her like look I'm going to lurk over every lurker in here with you until the moment I leave on Monday. Um, And so they both kind of like make this bet that they're going to do this to each other. Yeah. Um, Phoebe's like, if you're going to lurk, I'm going to lurk harder. Yeah. So then back in the hotel room with Ross and Rachel, they have emptied the mini bar and they're at this point, Ross is just like laying cards. Rachel's saying like, hit me, hit me until he runs out of cards and she's like, we need more alcohol. And so she picks up the phone. and Alcohol like, and beers. Yeah. Yeah. Alcohol and beers. But she never dials the phone. So nothing happens. And then someone knocks at that moment. And Ross is like, oh, there are alcohol and beers. <laughs> and so he gets up to open the door. And it's Joey who is asking for help to convince his hand twin to do whatever it is he needs to do. And Ross agrees but then goes to sit in a chair next to the bed that's not there and falls on the floor. Um, and and Joey, like, whoa, 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 are you okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to Joey. Yeah. And Joey realizes like they're both wasted. So he tries his how you doing on, on Rachel and she actually responds back with like the same thing and, you know, something that she would never respond with. And Joey yeah. looks at Ross and is like, Ross, don't let Rachel have any more to drink. I love how he uses this moment to like, okay, he just witnessed Ross like fall, like literally fall over himself. And he's like assessing the situation. And he's like, the way that he used the meter by which he measures Rachel's drunkenness is his pickup line. I actually thought like Joey is brilliant in this scene too, where he's just like, Ross, don't let her drink anymore. And then he like storms out. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Um, so Ross uh, makes mention that he really misses downstairs. And Rachel looks at him and is like, look, there's only one way that I'm leaving this room. And then it quick cuts to them walking downstairs and she still has all the drawing on her face. And now Ross has cat whiskers his nose is black and i don't know what's written on his forehead is it meow ross no it's ross Ross. okay yeah yeah so his face looks atrocious way worse than hers does Mm -hmm. um and they're just walking through acting super drunk i love how he like meowed at the end too (laughs) it was was so good he's like meow (laughs) they're good drunks um okay back at the slots phoebe and the lurker are lurking on someone and they both jump in as this person gets up the lady puts her coin in and phoebe pulls the like lever and Mm -hmm. hits a jackpot and it starts coming out and the old lady is like mad because it's her coin and so phoebe like throws a coin in her little bucket and she's like get out of here um but right at that moment like a security officer is walking by 
And the lady starts complaining and is pulling out all the stops of like, this woman just like stole all of my money. And um, Phoebe's like, yeah, okay, whatever. And not really yeah, caring. Yeah, because she was like, it was my quarter. Yeah. So this is mine. Yeah. But she's like doing it in a sweet old lady voice. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's, she's a laying manipulative bee for sure. <laughs> yeah. And um, this guy eventually is like, all right, I got to throw you out. Um, so he basically takes Phoebe and throws her outside. What do you think, Llewellyn, is the right call here? I think both of them should get thrown out. Oh. Personally. So nobody gets the winnings? Yeah. Okay. Okay. According to most casinos rules regarding slot machines, when the lurker played the quarter and Phoebe pulled the lever resulting in the jackpot, Phoebe should have gotten the jackpot because she pulled the lever which placed the wager. I mean, that makes so, sense. Like, her act of doing it is what actually placed the wager, not the coin being put up. That makes so, sense. I understand Just that. as like a fun fact. So the, the old lady arguing, that was my quarter, didn't matter. No. Phoebe would have won. Yeah. Based on most casinos rules and regulations. Yeah. Um, so then we head to the gift shop. Monica is in need of all the things you need for a wedding. Something borrowed, something blue, something old and something new. Right? Yeah. Um, blue borrowed new. Yeah. So Chandler picks up a blue sweater. Do you want to do that at your wedding? But like in a modern way? I mean, I probably will. Yeah. 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 Me too. If I can make uh, it work. Yeah. Chandler picks up a blue sweater, offers her an old condom from when he was 12 that's in his wallet. Um, and then she's like, all right, well, we need something borrowed. And he said, why don't you just take this sweater from the gift <laughs> shop and we'll bring it back later. So she like stuffs it, which this this drives me nuts. Like Chandler, you could have just stuffed it under your shirt, but he, she stuffs it under her, her skin shirt, tight dress. her like <laughs> dress and makes it look like she's carrying a child. Um, and she like makes a motion on her stomach and he's like, all right, cool. One thing at a time. Yeah. Um, I love and how so, they got new, borrowed, and blue in one, out like, one thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's, like, very much wearing a blue sweater that they could have used he's as like, also a lot yes, of those. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so then we go back to the tables, and we're with Joey, and he is determined to make something happen with his identical hand twin, who... I'm, like, so tired of this. By, yeah. this, by this point, I was like... The only note I wrote was, I hate this storyline. Yeah. I was so bored with it. So we won't spend a ton of time here. Phoebe comes <laughs> over, sits down, states that she's Regina Falange, a businesswoman there on business. And <laughs> she, she points out their hands, how identical they are. And she's like trying to play it up. The guy's irritated. Joey tells him or and tells Joey, like, look, if you leave, I'll give you I'll cut off my hand and give it to you. The poor and, guy was like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> And Stop. the security guy comes by and realizes Phoebe's in there again. And she's like, I thought I already threw you out. And the um, he goes to, like, take her out. And the hand guy is like, look, take him, too. And so he basically takes Joey as well. Mm-hmm. And then we pop over to the last scene of the whole episode because there is no tag. Um, and it's Monica and Chandler getting to the chapel and we find out they have to wait because there's another ceremony taking place. So as they're mm-hmm. waiting, Chandler begins humming the graduation song, which Monica <laughs> points out. And they hear the wedding march. And so they stand they're like, are you ready to do this? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And right as the doors open, oh it like zooms gosh. in on the doors. And Ross and Rachel in their drunken state come barreling out the door. So good. Don't even throwing- see them. Throwing rice, saying, to you, Mr. Rachel, to you, Mrs. Ross, and all of this stuff. Um, and Monica and Chandler are just floored. And that's it. That's where it's it ends. such a great cliffhanger. One random interesting note that we know that Monica and Chandler are celebrating their one-year anniversary and since they got together at Ross's marriage to Emily, that means that Ross marries Rachel exactly one year after his wedding with Emily. I just thought that was a fun yeah. like storyline callback. He said Rachel's name at. So it's like I know. You know, it's I know. An interesting it's, thing. It's so good. 
Um, yeah. I love the tag just being like B-roll because it was such a good cliffhanger. Yeah. Isn't that it what it was last year too? Like last year yeah. when we ended the episode. Ended. Yes. I loved that. Last year, last season is what I meant. Yeah. All right. So favorite scene, I guess. Scenes. I have to do two because. That's fine. There's two that were just so good. Um, the the one in the first episode isn't as good as my favorite from the second episode. So the one in the first episode for me is when Monica gives Chandler the gift and he's opening it so slowly. <laughs> I just thought that their interaction in the scene is so good and it perfectly like shows us how Rachel like or how Monica like sees life <laughs> and just her yeah. like being like, okay, and just grabbing it. I was like, that is so Monica and I loved it in the second episode very obviously it was Rachel and Ross in the room for the bigger scene of them after the room's been trashed and Ross falling over himself asking if Joey's okay Joey measuring drunkenness by his pickup line that must be our alcohol and beers like I just thought they were so funny in that scene what about you yeah, you could do I one think, or both, too. I think I have two as well, but they're both in the second part. Um, okay. Oh, I like that. Good play. Yeah, I think that one you just mentioned of them in the room drunk was hilarious for all the reasons mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. And then I also, just like a sweet moment, I loved Monica and Chandler at the craps table and just how, you know, mm-hmm. she used him as like her lucky lucky guy to like help her, her win and whatnot. And just how he was like so supportive and so like loving towards her and then how he was the one that brought up like if you get this let's get married because you know he's the commitment guy like the lack of commitment guy and um it just shows like how far he's come in a year that he'd even be willing to like say say something like that in a slightly serious manner you know um yeah so I thought it was just really cute how they did that yeah for sure all right how would you rate it Okay, let me give you a little bit of like a, I guess here's my thoughts. I never thought I'd see the day (laughs) where Rachel, uh, where a Rachel and Ross storyline are my absolute favorite. I mean, they... Okay, we've had some favorites in the past. But this one is like, this is good. Like, the way they're hanging out, it's all good and mutual. It's hilarious. I mean, they this storyline for them was gold. It was so good. The only thing that pegs down the rating for me is Joey's freaking storyline. It's so dumb. It was almost like they were like, okay, we have some great storylines for the friends out in Vegas, but then they forgot to continue writing Joey's storyline even though he was the reason we're in Vegas. Right. And he's working. Like, how did he just randomly get a day off? Exactly. I'm just, I'm so frustrated with it that, like, it's skewing how I want to rate the episodes. But, um, and then I thought Phoebe's was, Phoebe's was fine um, for both. Like, kind of neutral for me. Um, So I think I'm going to give... I, like, don't want to rate it too high because of how bad Joey's was. I'm going to give it a... But I love Ross and Rachel so much in this. I'm going to give it a seven, seven, seven. And just say that is predominantly because of Ross and Rachel. Nice. Like, almost specifically because of them. What about you? Um, I I think I'm going to give the same... Um, I was okay. thinking a central perk, but I, I don't know that I can quite bump it up there. Um, I also agree on Joey's storyline. I almost didn't even want to write anything down about it because it was so dumb. Um, <laughs> and I feel like Phoebe's part in the first episode was really good, but I feel like the slots part in the second, um, it was almost like they just needed to continue her there. And it just really, I mean, it fit, but it's like her and Joey didn't really have like sustenance in the second episode and so they just had to write something for him Mm -hmm. which just felt kind of boring to me 
I know. Um, and then the Ross and Rachel was hilarious. And then I love Monica and Chandler. So, yeah, I think I would just also give it a seven, seven, seven. <laughs> nice. Wrapping up the season five strong. Man. Okay. Post-show wrap-up trivia. Should we do four because it's two episodes? And this is like a megasode anyways? We can. Let's do that. Cool. Um, all right. Which friend did not go to high school? Phoebe. Nailed it. Yes. Speaking of Phoebe, what is her last name? <laughs> <laughs> I oh, kid you no. not, that's the question. Uh, Phoebe Buffet. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow, that freaked me out. I thought for a minute I didn't know it. That's I'm nervous. Um, which friend went engagement ring shopping with Chandler? It was Rachel, wasn't it? Or Ross? Or Ross. Neither. Okay, Phoebe. Who have we just been talking about? Phoebe. Yep. Wow. Okay, whoops. And which friend did Joey see naked in the shower? Rachel. Rachel. No. Mm-hmm. Monica, I thought. It's Monica. Because oh. he, I think he sees her naked... And that was the last one he hadn't seen naked. I don't know. I don't remember. I do remember yeah. it too, though. Crap. All right. Two for two. Or two for four. Ouch. It's okay. <laughs> I wish we got the first two wrong. <laughs> we just ended on a big decline. Um, for those of you that posted us in your Spotify recaps, thank you so much. We posted several of you in our stories. Um, really, really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it was fun to see that we beat out some podcasts that like I listen to, like the office ladies. I don't know how that is. Um, and even like Brian Baumgartner's podcast, like, thanks guys. Really appreciate it. Um, I will wrap up with several social media spotlights. Um, Taryn reached out, sent us Spotify recaps and just, you know, said, thank you. Um, they responded like, cause I said, I love stuff you should know. Cause that was one of the ones that beat us out on their recaps. And they're like, me too. You would have been higher, but I caught up on the backlog of wine and crime this year and working my way through the dollop. And I was like, yep, I've done that with several podcasts this year too. And then they said, Spotify says I listened to 79,000 minutes this year, which I don't even think I listen to that many. And all I do is listen to podcasts. So Taryn, I think you beat us all out. Um, Manang, our good friend Manang, Longkumer, also sent theirs, sent a thank you. And they said, no, thank you. You guys literally get me through hard days. I wish I had listened more. Um, Manang, we were literally number one on your list. (laughs) You're good on our books. (laughs) Um, Thank you for your consistent... um, like interaction with us. We really appreciate it. Um, We love um, hearing from you on a consistent basis. And then girl, our good friend, Kimberly Anderson. um, She said, okay, I'm listening to episode 127. The actor who plays Gary is in a show called only murders in the building. Okay. I have not seen that show. He is in season two. You can find it on Hulu. It has Martin Short, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez as the main characters. It's so funny. And there's a lot of guest stars. Um, Llewellyn, have you seen Only Murders in the Building? I have not. Okay, me neither. But I hear it's like so good. Yeah, I've heard it's really good too. Um, and then this one is really exciting to me. Um, it might be to you as well, Llewellyn. But we had someone post us in their stories, um, who is a friend's account. Which means they are fellow friends, obviously. Yes, their literal, their account handle is friends underscore uh, U-N-A-G-I-A-N-D lobsters. And that is not making sense outside of the word lobsters. But they're like the visual of where like your name would be it has friends with all the dots in between them so we have like a fellow friends account who posted us on their stories so thank you guys that's really encouraging that's so sweet um yeah it feels like we finally have like friends who are 
friends. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But friends, friends who are friends. Never. Friends, fans who are our friends. Okay. I'm done. Uh, okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the Jack, black Jack dealer. He's like, stop. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. Um, okay. This is the last recommend to a friend for the year, Llewellyn. Yeah. Do you have anything for us? Because I, I do. I don't. So take it away. Okay. I'm actually reconsidering recommending this because I don't want you all to do it selfishly. I'll do it anyway. It's going to kick me in the butt. Um, I recommend to a friend TSA PreCheck. Um, the amount that it costs just went down, not by a ton, but I mean, more than it ever has been. It is $78 and lasts for five years and means you can participate in pre-check in any airport that participates. I had given, I had made an appointment for myself, um, this is like way behind the storyline, but like I had made myself an appointment for it. Um, maybe two weeks. Yeah, exactly two weeks before Llewellyn and I's New York trip. And by the Saturday after, mind you, my appointment was at 5 PM on a Thursday night by Saturday morning at 2 40 AM. I had the email in my inbox giving me my known traveler number. And I and I applied it to my New York trip. So I was able to participate in pre-check for my trip there and back. My two flights. Um, it's very do easy to do. you have to do like an interview? No. I mean, you you, fill, you like apply. Well, because you made it sound like it was like an appointment. Yep. You apply and then you have to go um, to sign off on a bunch of forms. The appointment took 10 minutes. You have to like go to the airport? No. Um, I went into, um, they give you like locations that you can go and mine was inside a Staples, like in the back, they had like a little cubicle built because they do your, they do your fingerprints. They have you sign some forms. They take your picture so that like they can compare it to you. Um, the picture doesn't go anywhere outside of like them being able to check you are who you say you are. Um, and it, Again, it took 10 minutes for me to do it. It was $78 and I won't have to do it for five years, but I get TSA pre-check. So um, for those of you that travel often and it's worth it, like if if it's worth it to you to spend that money, then I would recommend that to a friend. Nice. Cool. Well, next week we are going to take the week off because we will be celebrating it with friends and or family and or both. And we hope that you are as well. Um, so don't expect us next Thursday. We're taking a break, but we are going to kick off the next year very strong. We will be back with you in January for the start of season six. Yeah. Woo-woo. We made it. We did. Little little party, partying over here, a little bit, little dance party. <laughs> nice. It's like a Chandler's shoulder thing. That's what I'm doing. Cool. <laughs> Anyways, we will see you guys in 2023 Woo! with the One with Friends podcast.